Happy Monday, everybody. How are all of you doing? Hope you had a restful weekend, a relaxing weekend. Uh, my pool team, or dart, I mean bowling team, slid our way, rolled our way into second place in the league. The best we've ever finished before was something like 18th. So uh, I don't suspect it will last, but uh, we had a good series this weekend that was that was relaxing got a bunch of chores done on sunday shout out to my mom gotta get over there and see if she's got any um dead mice in her mouse traps i have to clean out been a been a little minute since i checked in on her but hope you're doing well mom and uh hope you're all doing good exciting day more uh more epstein files draft we've got uh the bizarre uh bass pro shop streaker nude cannonball uh guy we've got all sorts of stuff to discuss from the weekend but most importantly i hope you're all doing well and i hope that um you're having a good time i hope that uh it's going to be an interesting day we had um aaron Rodgers indicate that he's going to be throwing some more fuel on the fire uh, of the Jimmy Kimmel battle, uh, Jimmy Kimmel via uh, <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel, Aaron Rodgers, Epstein battle, which has uh, been great content for the channel. So I'm enjoying that a lot. Um, what else? Um, you know, some people think that they're just a distraction. These Epstein drops Interestingly, there is something going on with Lloyd Austin um, going AWOL. Definitely interesting. I mean, everything truly is a distraction. You can't like dismiss every little thing as a distraction because everything's distracting you from something else. That's how the world works. I mean, that's not a good reason to ignore things. Uh Happy victory, money Packers in the playoffs. Hope we can send McCarthy and that little weasel Jerry Jones home on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, yes, I'm glad the Packers took care of business. I'm glad that um, Jordan Love had an incredible year as a rookie quarterback that nobody gave him any credit for. Uh, they're probably not going to beat Dallas, but uh, you never know. You never know. Um, Dallas is generally an accident waiting to happen, so... You know, maybe maybe Green Bay can uh, help them follow through. On, excuse me, follow through on that. It's win-win for the Packers. Like, if you're a Dallas fan, you're supposed to win this game, and you don't get to. I mean, Dallas fans are easily the shittiest football fans on the planet. Um, just year after year of unearned confidence, they haven't won anything in a million years, what, since 1995 or something like that. And every year I have to hear Dallas fans talk about how this is their year. Um, so, you know, uh, I always love when their dreams get shattered as they do every single year. And uh, it's always funny for me every single year when Dallas blows it. But, um, you know, that's neither here nor there. I mean, there's no chance Dallas would beat the Ravens in a Super Bowl. Probably aren't beating... Half the team's the NFC, so nonetheless. Epstein victim. Sarah Ransom, or Ransomi, claims that Bill Clinton, Donald Trump, and Richard Branson had sex with Epstein victims 
According to the latest document drop, Ransom says her friend spoke of their friendship with Trump, but her age was not revealed. Ransom alleged that she had footage sent to her by one of her friends having sex with Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Branson, but wouldn't share the videos. A separate friend allegedly had sex with Trump and called him a friend. Well, okay. Was that island-related or was it just a friend? She didn't share any of the ages of any of the women involved. Um, she also wanted to make sure that neither Hillary nor Trump was elected in 2016. She has since retracted all of her claims, saying, quote, no good would come from making her claims public. I don't know. How do we feel about that? How do we feel about that? I feel like calling bullshit on this. I feel like... I don't know. I have a feeling that if there was a Trump sex tape, we'd have already seen it. They've had like 10 years to find it. Yeah, sounds a little crack potty. No good would come from what? Having hard evidence that two presidents of the United States were fucking underage, I'm sorry, having sex, raping underage girls. Pretty sure that would be good for the American people to know. Pretty sure. I think that sounds kind of like a cop-out. You know, the big claim from these is that in this new batch of 17 exhibits from the Epstein documents, essentially the big claim is that there is a, there are multiple sex tapes alleged to have existed. And apparently this woman has them and has them backed up in several locations. I feel like and by the way, I say this, I say this even though, okay, even though she alleges, even though she's alleging to implicate Trump, if it exists, I want her to put it out there. Uh, if this girl was 25 at the time that she was having sex with them, I guess I don't care. Um, well, I guess if she's sex trafficked, it does still matter. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I'm not saying, look, just so people know, like, I'm not dismissing this because she mentions Trump. I'm saying I unequivocally, she allegedly has had these sex tape files for a very long time. Put them out. Make sure they get out there. I don't care if Trump's in them, then let it be. Let it be known. Now, she says that the sex tapes are Bill Clinton, Prince, whatever his name, Prince Andrew, and Richard Branson. She didn't say there was a sex tape of Trump. She just said her friend had sex with Trump. 
And I have a feeling a lot of women had sex with Trump. So I suspect if there are any kind of tapes of Trump, you know, having sex with a sex trafficking victim, we would have already seen it. The FBI would have released it, right? At least in my opinion. Everything we've seen, everything we've seen with the FBI and their opinions of Donald Trump, I'm pretty sure we would have seen these files if, if, the, if they had them. It's all going to go down to Prince Andrew. Prince Andrew's the guy. Of course, Laura Loomer. Uh, I know a lot of people like her. I wish she didn't lie so much. She does like really good work, but she like baits so hard. Like Bill Clinton pedo sex tape. At, at, there is zero evidence, none, that the, the sex tape that exists is Bill Clinton with a underage person. But Laura Loomer has to write pedo in there. Like it's, I just, I, this is why I can't like, this is why I can't roll with her. Like, first of all, she gets extremely weird catty with other, other women on Twitter, which is just embarrassing to watch. And then she just like, she has a good thing here to share. But it's like, why do you have to? It's a, a, it's a freaking sex tape from the Epstein Island. You don't need to over-exaggerate that. And then she writes... Meanwhile, President Trump is going to DC tomorrow with bogus witch hunt charges while Bill Clinton is an actual pedophile with alleged pedo sex tape. At no point in this is it alleged that Bill, and I believe, believe me, I believe Bill Clinton is a piece of shit. But like, at no point does it say that the woman they had sex with was underage. So where is she getting peed up? She made it up. I hate that. She'd have so much more credibility if she didn't do this stuff. Also, when the women arrived, the girls brought to the island were given Victoria's Secrets outfits when they arrived. Julian Maxwell had a nickname, Mama Bear. This was also in the documents. Oh yeah, this stuff that while he spanked his penis on her bottom. They said penis, but not, I mean, on her bottom. I'm all for showing, I'm all for like reporting on it, but you just don't need to, you know, make it even more sensational. We were told that Bill liked him young, but that could mean, I mean, Bill Clinton was in his fifties. When you, when you say he liked him young, I mean, that means he could like him in their thirties. What a normie podcast Loomer rocks. I, I literally gave Laura Loomer a compliment sandwich. I think she does great work. I think she exposes a lot of things. And I think she hurts herself when she like purposely lies. Like I would give, I would have given that tweet a retweet by her, but it says it's a pedo sex tape, but 
there's no evidence of it being it being a pedophilic thing. So, I think she could do much better if she didn't do that. Oh, I did not inhale. Who was that? Was that Obama? Was that Obama that said I didn't inhale? That's so cringe. I like that society's kind of... Uh, she has those inflammatory words for clickbait. I know, I know. I know, I just... You know, I think she does great work. I just wish she wouldn't do that stuff because it's so easy to discredit it then. It was Clinton. Yeah, it's so what if he smoked weed? Like, it's just such a different time now, you know? It's just such a different time. Nobody gives a shit about some if somebody, if they smoked weed. Especially when you're like, Oh, he smoked weed in college. Ooh. Disqualify them for president. They, they, they got high a few times when they were in college. I didn't do cocaine. I was just smelling it. Cat cans. Yes, that's what I'm saying. She's clickbait who actually puts in good work but discredits herself because of the clickbait. Yeah. Yeah. Back then it did. Yeah, back then it did matter. Back then that was a big scandal. Yeah. You're just mad it disqualified you from the FBI. Uh, I am bummed about that. But I didn't, um, yeah, there's something going on with um, Restream, so I couldn't send it to Locals, too. Uh, I wasn't, like, upset about it. I just couldn't believe that, according to the FBI internship, which I was accepted to, um, you were allowed to have done acid up to three times, but never weed ever more than once. It's like the... Pineapple Express. Illegal! So these new, these new docs are a bit of a, you know, it's, it's like, I can show you how to multi-stream in OBS. I know how to multi-stream in OBS. I just don't have the bandwidth for it. Um, I'll try, um, I'll try uh, Rumble Studio tomorrow. Yeah, the, the, the new batch of docs, essentially, the, the craziest part about it is that the, a sex tape exists between him, uh, between that where you can identify, where you can identify uh, Bill Clinton's face, allegedly. Happy Monday, everybody. All right. I got a story for you. Hello, friends there. I've got for you another friend from the Bible. Dooby dooby doo. 
let's talk about Mark Ruffalo. You know, Mark Ruffalo mourned the death of a violent child rapist. A, a man who violently, anally raped young boys. Violently. Tearing their assholes open with his, his adult penis. Mark Ruffalo mourned his death. And now that perhaps is only his second worst embarrassment. Well, 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 last night was the Golden Globes and uh, no one cares because nobody cares about celebrities back patting themselves and telling everyone what a good person they are. Uh, but what I do think was interesting is Mark Ruffalo did receive an award. What for? Don't know. Don't care. Saw his name trending. And I decided to take a look at what old Mark Ruffalo has been up to on Twitter and he has been getting absolutely destroyed over the past week after knowingly, in my opinion, or which is bad enough, uh, unknowingly, which is worse, sharing very obvious AI-generated images to try and smear Trump and refer and say he had returned or attended the island. You know, we'll talk about the island, you know, in in um, in in reference. Now, you may remember Mark Ruffalo from a guy that cried and publicly um, um, publicly mourned the passing of somebody that. Uh, well, we'll get into that a little bit later because I've got to figure out how to say it. But here we go. Mark Ruffalo. Gross. Hashtag mega wants to paint everyone on those flights as uh, the guy, people that spend too much time around the playground, for example, except the one guy who smiles in a group of all young ones that's headed to the island with him. My bet is there's some decent Republicans left in America that may think it's going too far. So Mark Ruffalo gets absolutely fooled by these very obvious AI-generated images. And what I also think, so it gets community noted. He quote tweets somebody and it says, this person says, Trump headed to the island, two different flights, two different groups of young ones. Not his daughters, not his nieces. 100% untrue. This, I find the community, it gets community noted, right? And it says, although these are authentic images of Trump with young people, these images are AI generated. I'm not exactly sure what that means. I would rate this community note as extremely unhelpful because they are, I, 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 what does that even mean? They're authentic images, but they're AI generated. The two images were posted on a, a, a board back on the same day. The two images were posted on this, blah, 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 blah. Um, no. 99.99% guarantee that they're AI generated. And also, there's no evidence of where that plane would even be going. I don't really know. Again, here's another one. This is from 20 hours ago. AI generated. Where you have 
Trump and Jeffrey and other individuals. He wasn't there. So I'm guessing, you know, so this is how pathetic the people are going. Also more AI, gener AI generated images. Well, Mark Ruffalo decides to share it and gets absolutely ratioed into oblivion. Let's take a look, oh, look at this guy, the quartering. Hey, um, R word, these are AI generated. Still miss that terrible individual Jojo. Carrie Smith, OMG, are you this stupid? Did you just share AI images of Trump? Well done, moron. These pics are AI generated. I mean, everybody, what's interesting to me about when people do this stuff is, you know, ultimately it always reminds me that AI is very frightening and our social media in particular is ill-prepared to battle against it. There's absolutely good cases or, you know, righteous reasons or non-evil non reasons to make AI images or to share AI images. They're fun, you know? Um, but when it's being weaponized, you see her, uh-oh, and then they have another AI image of him. I mean, all these people are ratioing him into oblivion. Dude, you're sharing clearly fake AI images. I don't like Trump, but he was one of the first people to go to the police about Jeffrey and was one of the only ones that worked with prosecutors. Making politics out of what happens to young kids is disgusting. Yeah, I'd agree. You're a moron. There's nothing else. I'm just everybody. You're spreading an absolute lie, Mark. Not that you're bothered by that. And this is how you know he's not. I thought it was real. I, you know, I just was, you know, in the, on my phone and I, I retweeted it. And yeah, oopsie doopsie, no harm, no foul. But Mark Ruffalo leaves it up. He's, com he, he's not deleted the image because he doesn't care that it's false. All he does then is to quote tweet it and say, sorry, folks. Apparently, these images are AI fakes. The fact that Trump was on the plane and what he was up to is not. Be careful. Elon's ex and his is allowing so much disinformation. He's driving the value of the app down by 55%. I would say that Trump should sue him. Probably. Because he uh, has refused to delete it even after. And then this is such a hilarious cope. Like, leave Twitter then, Mark. Go to Threads. And, and you can go over there and you can watch Tumbleweeds blow around. All these weirdo... By the way, he got ratioed into oblivion on that too. All these weirdo leftoid people talk about going to Threads or leaving you know, Twitter to go to Threads. You know what happens when they go to Threads? No one's there. Nobody's there. And so they come right back. And so they spend all day whining and complaining about sharing this. I mean, let's just look at this, like the cell phone here. Elon's ex is allowing so much disinformation here coming from the guy that shared the disinformation. Mark Ruffalo uh, shared lies about Trump because in reality it was the Democrats like Bill Clinton who were the ones on the island. Now Ruffalo is blaming his lies on Elon Musk and X. Democrats never take responsibility for their own actions. You elitist Hollywood, you elitist in Hollywood seriously just can't admit that you got played. It's pathetic. Go back on strike. 
Does it register at all with you, Mark, that you are the source of the disinformation you are actually decrying? I don't even like these mofos, but man, it wasn't Elon Musk that did that. It was you. Now he's blaming Elon Musk. I mean, like everybody, he tripled down. He tripled down on being, he was, I, by the way, I don't think he was duped. I don't think he cares if it was right or wrong. I think that he has, of course, insane TDS. Remember now, this is a guy, you see Mark Ruffalo offers half-hearted apology after reposting AI-generated images of Trump with uh, basically young ones to push a narrative that he was in fact, there's like a hundred, there's like a hundred Democrats on that list. And, and one, and one Republican or like Trump is their only guy. They're like, we're going to ignore all of, we're going to ignore what Harvey did. We're going to ignore all this stuff that goes on in Hollywood with the kids. We're going to ignore all this stuff because Trump might have done something over there. Like so delusional. Access community note added some context to the original post rather ambiguously noting that although the authentic images of Trump with young uh, folks, these images are AI generated. The woke actors knee jerk reaction to the post did not bode well with other social media users who pointed out the images were fake and accused them of spreading misinformation. The Hulk is more real than these pictures uh, that Kevin Dalton mocked, alluding to Ruffalo's role in the Marvel movies. You're spreading an absolute lie, Mark. Not that you're bothered by that. I mean, just everybody disinformation much. I mean, all it takes is a second. All it takes is the second to find out. Community notes. This is clearly not true. Zero evidence of Trump ever going to the island and the pick is AI. You, everyone knows the thing with Trump. He was on his plane twice. I don't think Jeff was even there and he flew it. To, I think he flew from Florida to New York or something like that. He never flew to the island. And now we have testimony, by the way. We have testimony from people that were there that say they never saw him there. They never saw him at, at Jeffrey's house. They never saw him at any of the places where the, the bad stuff was going on. And if you look at what Trump has said about Jeffrey, you can see in this video, well, I knew him like everybody in Palm Beach knew him, said Trump upon being asked about Jeffrey. I mean, people in Palm Beach knew him. He was a fixture there. He then explained, I had a falling out with him a long time ago, declaring, I don't think I've, I've spoken to him for 15 years. I wasn't a fan. I was not a fan of his that I can tell you the former president reiterated. Trump also allegedly banned him from the Mar-a-Lago club in West Palm Beach because Jeffrey I was inappropriate with a girl at the club, claimed legal documents. I mean, what else do you want Trump to do? Never forget this banger tweet from Mark Ruffalo, which received 31,000 comments to a mere 10,000 likes. We can come together to mourn the lives lost uh, to the same racist system that devalues black lives and devalued the lives of Anthony, that's Anthony Huber, who, uh, you know, Kyle had to defend himself against, and JoJo. JoJo, all three of the people involved in this, by the way, were white, so it had nothing to do with racism, according, you know, it had nothing to do with black people, I'll say. And I believe JoJo was also the white guy repeatedly calling Kyle the N-word, hard R, if I remember correctly. He still left the JoJo tweet up. And, you know, I don't want to go into the sp specifics of the details of what JoJo did to young boys. That is public record, okay? 
and it is appalling. And in my opinion, uh, you know, I, I am I will not lose any sleep over the fact that he he made the decision to put Kyle in the position to defend himself. But if you look up what this guy did, which any idiot can do, I don't care in what scenario that guy passes away. It will be nothing short of a celebration. But no, Mark Ruffalo decides that he wants to weep over it. Matt Walsh, do you normally use cutesy pet names for, uh, you know, terrible people, men that do terrible things? I mean, absolutely. I mean, this is Mark Ruffalo, a complete NPC moron uh, who got absolutely destroyed again. And I absolutely love every minute of it. Mark Ruffalo. Mark Ruffalo. Next topic. The next topic is one that um, Republicans are getting very wrong. Republicans are getting very wrong. They all think that Jim Gaffigan called out pedophiles. But he didn't. He did not do that. By the way, I want to thank this stream's sponsor. CBD Distillery is a product, in this case, when I'm, when I'm going to shout it out, it's a product I use and it's a product I absolutely love. Dead serious. And uh, most people, you know, a lot of times, you know, people endorse stuff. I've always very careful about saying whether or not I use it. This stuff I do use for pain relief and for sleep. And I've, I've been very satisfied. So CBD distillery, let me guess. Your medicine cabinet is crammed with stuff that doesn't work. You still aren't sleeping. You're still hurting. Maybe you're stressed out. That's how it was for me, literally. So I cleared out my cabinet, reset my health from CBD, from CB distillery. It's a real change. CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality clean ingredients. No fluff, no fillers, just pure effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm. 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity. And an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD, which is how I use it. If you struggle with health concerns and haven't found relief, Make the change like I did to CB Distillery with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee. CB Distillery is the source to trust. I have a 20% discount to get you started. That's cbdistillery.com. Use promo code THEQUARTERING, one word, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com. Thequartering, cbdistillery.com. Just to let you know, I use, you know, I use their Calm product. I use their uh, their Roll-On for pain relief. I like the gummies, but uh, that's just me. Get the full spectrum, stuff like that. That's what I use. They have some with THC for some people that want that. I use the kind that do not have THC, just the you know 0.03% CBD, you know. That's what I do, and it helps a lot. 
It's helped a lot with my anxiety too. Now, Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it works better for some people than others, but it does. I mean, I use it. I use their pain roll on for when I'm sore. It helps me chill. It also levels out. Yes. Yep. So, CBD butter worked great on a yellow jackets thing that will swole up my whole calf. There you go. I don't talk a drug dealer. Down with hope, up with hope. Wait, down with dope? It's supposed to up with hope, down with dope. So last night was the Golden Globes. Did you watch it? Probably not because nobody cares. Uh, nobody cares whatsoever about, you know, Hollywood celebrities getting together to pat themselves on the back. And uh, tell everyone, you know, to save the environment, even though three-fourths of them flew there on their own private jets. But last night was, in particular, pretty hilarious, as the new host that they picked completely bombed, blamed the writers when his jokes tanked. He managed to piss off Taylor Swift and all of Taylor Swift's fans. Oh, no, by the way, Jim Gaffigan told a joke about Hollywood is full of... Um, the absolute worst creepazoids on the planet. Now, some people think he was taking a page out of Ricky Gervais's book and trying to go ahead and insult the people in the room. I happen to think that he was making fun of you. He's making fun of people who believe that Hollywood is full of creepazoids. We'll take a look at the clip and you can decide because uh, I'll be curious to hear what you have to say about it. Now, the first article writes, <clears throat> Golden Globes 2024 were a new low for dying awards shows. Preparing for the 2024 Golden Globes, the award show made a bunch of reforms to its ethically wobbly voting body and got a new owner and moved to a different network. None of those PR efforts matter much when the broadcast turns out to be as god-awful as it was on Sunday night. If only we'd 100% cancel the Globes when we had the chance. This shindig agonizing. The shindig was agonizing. The evening was unbearably unfunny. Had just two or three great speeches over three hours. The whole celebrities get drunk for our amusement shtick was nowhere to be found. A-listers slumped in their seats, frowning as though detention still had 90 minutes left to go. The number one change to the globe should have made during this period of grand re-innovation was scrap the host altogether unless they're going to list somebody as delightful and hilarious as Christian Wig and Will Ferrell were when they presented. Well, the Globes couldn't, and viewers, not to mention the celebrities trapped in the Beverly Hilton's ballroom, were forced to endure comedian Joe Coy's unbearable opening monologue. His level of humor was perhaps best exemplified by his Barbenheimer bit. Oppenheimer is based on a 722-page Pulitzer Prize book, about the Manhattan Project, he said, and Barbie is about a plastic doll with big boobs. I groaned so loudly that I thought my upstairs neighbor might call 911. Coy actually made every Oppenheimer joke imaginable except the most obvious one, I'm bombing up here. The situation became so awkward that he snapped at the crowd uh, like it was an off night at the Comedy Cellar. Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago, the comic said. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. I wrote some of these 
and those are the ones you're going to laugh at. Yes, Joe is a terrific way. Yes, Joe, a terrific way to begin a three-hour broadcast by telling the audience, including Meryl Streep and Martin Scorsese, to shut up. Another paralyzingly weird moment was when the coy poked fun at Taylor Swift and her football player boyfriend, Travis Kelsey, who didn't attend. The difference between the Golden Globes and the NFL, Coy said, is we have fewer camera shots of twi- twi- Taylor Swift. Hardy har har. A show cut to the pop star who took a sip of wine, stared ahead, glaring. Right then, Taylor was all of us. I mean, I mean, like, ultimately, nobody cares about these people. They get up on stage and, like, I, you know, I've never, I, I don't even understand how Coy got this job. He is just. He is insanely unfunny. I perhaps it's that he's, I don't know, the right mixture of of ethnicities and and people he sleeps with, but like, I I still don't understand why so many normies watch this stuff. Like it was trending number one all night on Twitter. I'm like, who the heck is watching this crap? I mean, nobody. To be honest, the Taylor Swift joke is uh, pretty accurate if you watch the NFL. Uh, That said, uh, Taylor Swift has been relatively unable to take jokes about herself for her entire career. And basically, that joke was as lame as it gets. Like, it was was the, like, the bottomest, the easiest joke he could have written. I mean, I don't know who Joe Coy is, but when you bash the writers you say your own stuff's unfunny you yell at the audience i mean i don't even understand who what they think who wants to watch us it's like it's like old people that fell asleep with the tv still on that's who i think is like uh watches like late night like jimmy kimmel is you know if i assume anybody who watches kimmel fell asleep and is having like a wine nap or something like that. I, I don't even understand. But then this joke. Now, Jim Gaffigan, this is why I want to point out an alternative opinion. Okay. I want to point out alternative opinion um, here to many people on in the talking head space, many of you as the right. So many in the right wing are applauding Jim Gaffigan. This is one thing the right seems to do a lot, and um, maybe the left does it too, probably. But it's like somebody's body of work is 99.9% garbage. And then they say one thing you agree with, and everyone's like, whoa! Uh, For example, Fetterlump, right? So Fetterlump said, I don't know how anyone could call what's going on at the southern southern border anything but a crisis. That's what Fetterlump said. And so everyone's like, whoa, Federla based, you know, and it's, it's very predictable, but if you know who Jim Gaffigan is, if you, if you don't know, I'm going to tell you. And if you, if you know who he is, you already know where I'm going with this. Jim Gaffigan is a guy that was funny 10 years ago. Um, and he had like one bit and he's, I, I think he's basically completely erased from the comedy scene. Nobody cares about Jim Gaffigan. If you listen to what Jim Gaffigan ever has to say, this is a man who suffers from chronic onset of 
Donald Trump derangement syndrome. Long TDS. He's got long TDS. You listen to him, the way he talks about um, the way he talks about people who didn't get the jab. The way he, I mean, he talks about he has like all the telltale signs of you know he hates you if you don't have the jab. If you think of Jim Gaffigan, think about the hot pockets. Now, now Google how long ago that joke was. 15 years, 10 years ago, the guy is always mid. He had one little bit, he had one decent hour. And that, you know, I don't know, maybe he's funny now, but every time I see him appear on podcasts, things of that nature, the, the things he talks about, the thing he says um, about uh, Republicans and people he just disagrees with leads me to believe that this joke is not about calling out Hollywood um, PDF files, okay? It's more like laughing at you for thinking Hollywood's full of them. So Colin Rugg and just about every talking head who all share the same video, right? New comedian Jim Gaffigan makes Jeffrey joke at the Golden Globes, calls out Hollywood for being filled with these creeps. Amazing. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. I believe he's making fun of everyone who points it out. He's making fun of Republicans who, you know, call it Hollywood creeps. Here's a joke. The Golden Globes. I mean, I, I can't even believe I'm in the entertainment industry. I can't. I, you know, it's so unlikely. I'm from a small town in Indiana. I'm not a pedophile. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could argue, you could argue that he was calling them out. He was trying to take a little uh, bit of a Ricky Gervais look. I don't know, but you know, some people are choosing to embrace it. Maybe I'm wrong on this because Jim made a risque joke during Sunday night's Golden Globes. While he was on stage introducing the best performance in a stand-up comedy on television, the com comedian 57 said what we already said. His joke fell flat, albeit not as bad as co-host Joe Coy. Gaffigan did not make a direct reference to Jeffrey. However, his joke came shortly after. I don't think those two things are related. I think he's just talking about, you know, you know what people say about Hollywood people. I don't think it has anything to do with Jeffrey. Leonardo DiCaprio was sitting in the front room in the front of Gaffigan when he made the joke. Um, DiCaprio was there, blah, blah, blah. Um, we all know DiCaprio's name was also on a list, but really just that Jeffrey, um, you know, name dropped him. I think that, I think that his joke is making fun of the people that call all these Hollywood elites the things that they are or that they believe they are. Uh, I don't think that this is Jim Gaffigan making some sort of awesome based epic ponage. I don't, I don't believe that. Um, now I do think, um, you know, if he didn't have terminal TDS, if he didn't say the things that he said about people have chosen who didn't get the jab, then perhaps I would argue or I would listen to the argument that he's calling them out or doing something of that nature. 
But I don't actually think that's what he's doing here. I think he's just normalizing. He's making fun of it. He's kind of um, watering it down a little bit. I don't really think he's calling anyone out there. I th but, you know, you let me know what you think. I, I personally think when you look at the body of work that Jim Gaffigan has put together over the past you know, couple of years, I think he's trolling the right. I don't think he's calling anyone out. By the way, shout out to King of Biltong. Good afternoon from Anton's of Roanoke, Texas. Free shipping on your Biltong using code the Q on landofbiltong.com and antonusa.com. Thanks to Brian for dropping by and all the online support. I did. I got my Biltong the other day and I've already eaten two bags of it. I've had two bags of uh, delicious Wagyu biltong, and uh, I strongly love it. It's great for a, uh, like a, if you're like trying to cut, cut carbs out of your diet and stuff like that, it's great for that. Um, Lord of the Reese is more like Jim Gaffigan, Gaffigan, am I right? He has terminal TDS, and all the pedos he's joking about are also deranged leftists. Yeah. The right does this, this the, the right does this, all the time um where they're like oh my god um aoc agreed with some one of our talking points based and um it's you know how do i put it this way like um the right still like really wants to be the cool kids so like, that's why they fawn all over Chris Pratt, who's never even really expressly said that he's a conservative. He's just goes to church. Like he's just a regular dude, but like people are like, Oh yeah, Chris Pratt, he's a secret Republican. Like, nah. You don't agree with AOC on anything. Yeah, it's so needy and cringe. Yeah, I agree. So Benny Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I guarantee you without looking. Should we look? I would bet. I would bet uh, five internet points that Benny Johnson tweeted that clip and said, Whoa, Jim Gaffigan calling out Hollywood pedophile elites. Woo. I don't even have to look because I, I am certain he did. It's just like, uh, there's nothing wrong with calling out a base comment. Uh, no, there is nothing wrong with it, but this is not a base comment. He's making fun of the right. He's not saying, he's not saying that, uh, he's not saying that, Hollywood is full of pedophiles. He's making fun of what people say about Hollywood. Now. I don't know if you were online over the weekend, but, um, you know, I think you might have seen a certain term shrinkage trending on Twitter for a while, or maybe you saw a moment where everybody was posting a clip 
of somebody who decided, I don't know if you've ever been into like a Bass Pro Shop or a Cabela's. These are stores in America that are big outdoor stores, fishing rods, reels, canoeing. And usually they have these big aquariums full of freshwater fish that you might see in the area. It's a cool thing to see when you're a kid and it's cool when you're an adult. You know, like I've never caught a Northern before, so I like to go see Northerns. You know, one day when I get time to fish, it'd be cool. I'll go get a sturgeon or something crazy um, or a muskie, but you can see them you see some largemouth bass, things like that, swimming around in these big tanks. Now, there was a moment that everybody shared in which a man uh, disrobed, cannonballed into the Bass Pro Shop's uh, fish tank, completely in his birthday suit, pressed himself up against the front of it, and let's just say there was some shrinkage. And when he got out of the tank, he fell and, and split his head open <clears throat> and got knocked out. Now, here's the thing. It's going to take a bit of a dark turn, a more serious turn. I didn't want to dunk on this guy until I knew a little bit more. I think it was funny... Like if it really was like a streaker who uh, was doing this as a meme or something like that, I think that's hilarious. The sad thing is that's not what the case is for this individual. It turns out this individual is was in a mental health crisis and everyone made fun of him. So I get it. Nobody had context. Like we didn't have the context. So it's like you see this video, you're like, ha look at this crazy person. Um, doing something wild, you know, but it turns out, and I want to, you know, just ruin the, I just want to ruin it for everybody. Turns out this individual is in the middle of a, uh, mental health crisis because he was having a wild reaction to some meds that some lazy doctor put him on, which is, uh, really, uh, what's going on in our country. Now I can't show you any of the clip, but it's, it's like the guy runs. He's, I mean, he's completely in his birthday suit cannonballs swims around he is having a complete breakdown and it was because of a uh, terrible reaction to a new prescription that a lazy doctor put him on because that's what i mean it is funny okay i'm not gonna say it's not funny when you take just all the context out of it but what ends up happening is this guy's having some mental health issues. He is in the parking lot with his wife and child in the car. He purposely rams the car into a light pole, then uh, runs into Bass Pro Shop, strips down, jumps into the pond, and it turns out that this was a just say why I've never, I don't think I've ever really seen somebody like snap before, but that, I guess this is what that looks like. Footage circling online shows it in full after a fully 
birthday suited Owens is said to have executed a cannonball from the top floor of Bass Pro Shops into the aquarium. The video then shows Owens, while still treading water, getting in a shouting match with officers who arrive on the scene. He hangs over the edge, eventually hurls himself over the side onto the cement floor, getting knocked unconscious. Cops get into a scuffle when, with Owens when he jolts awake and work painstakingly to put him in cuffs. At the still exposed, uh, as, the, as the still exposed suspect starts to simmer down, a bystander provides him with a blanket. The footage stops there, but officer says he was put in a cop car and hospitalized, briefly jailed, but is out on bond. The issue is, you see, Leeds Police Chief Paul Irwin on Friday explained how the incident occurred, while also revealing Owen's family had said he suffers from mental illness. The top cop said the suspect's episode began when he intentionally struck a pole in Bass Pro Stop Pro Shops, Bass Pro's establishment parking lot while driving a car with his family inside. That's when he rushed inside the store to perform the cannonball leap. Irwin explained, culminating with him standing under the installment's waterfall before being reprimanded by responding officers. Owens at that point had actually exited the water to yell at officers. Irwin said before diving back in to egg them on, he was subsequently belligerent and adamant against going with officers. Now, I'm being careful about what images I can show here because I don't want to scar you guys with, uh, you know. This guy's got more problems than a small ween. He was very erratic and saying a lot of nasty things to the officers, Irwin said. Um, well, here's the truth of what happened. And, and, you know, like we can all have a laugh at it. You know, it, it, it's like an LSD freakout, maybe. You know, I guess I suppose that's something that you could compare this to. But I, I don't really know how in the heck, uh, you know, this part gets overlooked. And, you know, look, it's funny. Okay, you're not a bad person for, for, for laughing. Um, but, well, by the way, we're live streaming right now. So I'll show you the video after, after the standalone video gets recorded. I think it's blurred out anyway. Um, mental health. And this is where it takes like a dark turn, especially in men. Uh, is often ignored, ridiculed, forgotten, pushed aside. Things of that nature, because, you know, men don't want to appear vulnerable. Men don't want to, um, you know, talk about this kind of stuff and men get made fun of for it. Um, and, you know, if it, if it's a woman that did this, you know, be, be treated differently. Um, here's the reality. Here's from somebody who's on the scene. I admit that when I first heard about the guy taking going down to his birthday suit and jumping in the aquarium at Bass Pro Shop, I chuckled myself. However, shortly after hearing about it, two people very closely related to me told me they witnessed the event. They not only witnessed the event, but were the only people in the parking lot when this occurred around closing time. They called 911 and checked on the wife and child who were part of the wreck prior to the man going into the store. Mental health is a serious issue, and I am confident the details will break your heart, just like it did mine. According to the wife, this guy did not have a history of mental health issues. He was recently diagnosed with a common mental health diagnosis, probably depression or seasonal whatever, I don't know, and had a horrible reaction to his meds. He was awaiting a new mental health appointment, but had to wait several months. It was the earliest they could see him. It's really scary. 
They are a typical middle-class family, and he is a veteran. It's not going to stop the laughs, but I wanted to give the other side. I can't stop thinking about the small child who stayed with my family members until grandparents arrived. Social media will never go away, and all of their lives are forever changed. Let's pray for them. Feel free to share. Maybe this post can go as far as the videos in him in the aquarium. I think, you know, ultimately, that's the thing. Like, I think with, you know, so many things in modern day society, right? You're talking about a veteran here who may be having some PTSD or, um, you know, I, that's, you know, a common thing that they might be talking about. Um, the answer is always, a, you know, grab some pills, take some pills and get out of my office. That'll be $600. Um, and you're probably mad at me and you say, you know, thanks for ruining it. I understand. I understand why you might be mad that I ruined it for you, but I, I think it's still, it's, it's funny. Um, and it's, if you just compartmentalize the incident. Okay. And I really hope that this guy gets the help he needs. Um, and that he can go back and like laugh at this. You know, I would love nothing more than for this guy to, to get healthy, get his mental right, get his family right. And then like, uh, post a meme of the, of the, uh, George Costanza. I was in the pool. Um, you know, all the people making fun of him online. I don't think they're bad people because it's not like you could have known that I would have just as easily thought that this was some dude who was, you know, Bass Pro Shops are often in, in big malls. Maybe he was at the Rainforest Cafe and had like seven or eight daiquiris and got like pushed into or, or goaded into doing it or, um, you know, it's all possible, you know, that it was just some drunk guy being a goofball. And then all the ridicule would have been, you know, forever. Okay. And forever, like, um, you know, warranted, but men in particular, uh, you know, they don't often get the help they need. And then you layer in the fact that he was a veteran and he was probably just, here's some pills, get out of, get out of my office. I've got 15 other patients to see and I live off charging everybody the minimum or what or whatever office visit fees. I know my doctor does that to me. Like sometimes he'll be like, uh, Oh, I, I'll, I need a refill for a prescription. And he'll be like, Oh, I need to see you for that. I've been on the same prescription for like five years. Why do you need to see me for it? Uh, yeah, I know why. So you can charge me $300 for an office visit. So, I mean, the whole system's screwed. Um, and, and it does suck, but I hope he does get help. And uh, I hope he can one day just own this and roll with it because that's the only way this video is not going to follow him around forever. <laughs> you got to own it, buddy. There's no, there's no other way. But right, he's got to get his mental right right now. You know? And get a new doctor, Jeremy. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. In all my infinite free time, I'll find a new doctor. Look what TikTok has done to young women. Don't you? Why don't you introduce yourself to the mm -hmm. class? Okay. Hi, my name's Dochi with two eyes. I feel anxious when I'm high. She thinks that looks good.
She thinks that looks good. Her lips look like a prolapsed butthole. Here she is a very cute girl next door. Light makeup. She's probably a hard seven. She's probably a Wisconsin eight. This girl's a Wisconsin eight. And now she goes to unfuckable. It looks like she has a butthole on her face that exploded out. She was so pretty here. And this. And now this. Why? Ah. Yuck. Here's some women taking responsibility. This is the Ivy League version of I don't want no scrubs. Oh, that's good. <laughs> this is a real study that was done through Cornell University that said a shortage of economically attractive men. There's not enough men who are economically attractive. That may be one of the reasons why marriage is on the decline. Now, marriage is at its lowest in about 150 years in America, the marriage rate. Uh, now, what do they mean by economically unattractive? They said it's somebody who either doesn't have a bachelor's degree, so that's prospects, or a stable job making $40,000 a year or more. Uh, they said one reason might be education. Uh, the lead author said, this is a rough quote, many young men today have little to bring to the marriage bargain. And he talked about how women are going to school more because they wanna you know, bring more to the table to get better jobs. Then why the fuck do they care if the man has a uh, big earning job? Um, I'll say this. This is your sort of piece of money advice. And this doesn't just come from me. It comes from Warren Buffett. He says that the biggest, most powerful choice you will ever make in your life is choosing the right person for the right reasons. And that will make a big difference in your success. What? What? By the way, 40K... I don't mean to like, I want to be careful in how I word this, but $40,000 ain't shit anymore. When I was young, so when I was, when I was going to college, when I was like, um, when I was, uh, 18, 19, you know, my parents supported our whole family on $40,000, you know, like, now 40k you're probably working like you're probably working two jobs if that's your if that's your uh base salary 40,000 you're probably running DoorDash or you're living or you're living really smart you know you're living really you know uh you're living you're couponing you're you're stretching Just, you know, those women taking absolutely no accountability for why they're single. Doobie doobie doo. Let's see. Uh, the Bass Pro Shops video. Here you go. Oh, 
I mean, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't really know about all that. I know that like, if you put people, you put people on those, you know, SSRIs or, you know, various other mental health, quote unquote, uh, drugs, you can definitely have some very weird reactions. I've got lots still to talk about. I'm going through closing these. Uh, let's see. Okay. Got more topics. Lots more. Let's see. Doobie doobie doo. How's everybody's week going? It's Monday. So probably slow. So I did the Golden Globes. I did the thing. I did the Mark Ruffalo thing. Oh, we've got this. This will be good. Um, we've got this Nick Merckx story. And then we've got Base Chick. And then we've got Yeri Seinfeld. So many topics for a Monday. Appreciate you all tuning in. Dot com. All right. We've got like a whole nother show going here. All right. I do want to shout out again. Um, this video sponsor give it a try you know give it give this stuff a try i i'm not saying it's a panacea it's a cure for everyone but it's done a lot for me and uh you know i don't say that about every sponsor i read this stream is sponsored by cbdistillery.com link is in the description down below let me guess your medicine cabinet is crammed with stuff that doesn't work you aren't sleeping you still hurt you're stressed out that's how it was for me so I cleared out my cabinet, reset my health from with CBD from cbdistillery.com. And it has been a real change. CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality clean ingredients. No fluff, no fillers, just pure effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm. 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity. An impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. If you struggle with a health concern and you haven't found relief yet, make the change like I did to CB Distillery. With over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is a source I trust. I have a 20% off discount. To get you started, visit cbdistillery.com. Use code THEQUARTERING, one word, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com. Code THEQUARTERING, cbdistillery.com. You know, and just as a, you know, as somebody who uses it, you know, look at, you want to be careful about, you know, they do sell some stuff that includes THC. So like, you know, you want to get the stuff. It's up to you if that's what you want, obviously. But um, this is the stuff I use, like the full spectrum 
CBD gummies. That's what I use. This has like the 0.03% um, THC. You don't, it's, you don't get high from it. Um, you know, you get the five milligram THC ones, you're probably going to get a little high. Not like crazy, crazy, but you will. So be careful about that. But yeah, been a good product for me, 100%. Now, Doobie doobie doo. Doobie doo. Where's this clip? Okay. Lots more to talk about, by the way. Lots more to talk about. All right. Do 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 do. How's everyone doing? Yeah, sorry the local stream isn't working. It's on restream, so it's not a rumble issue. Who is the who is the hot brunette? Well, we're gonna take a look at her. She's triggering Gen Z with some very simple advice. Will CBD stop that burning sensation down there? Um, no. I reverse Jack Murphy going on with my beard. I think Jack Murphy d used zinc to dye his beard. I don't think it was actually that color. <laughs> I think. All right. Mark, more like Mark Fluffalo, if you, if you know what I'm saying. All right. Well, I would say the end is nigh for e-girls. Uh, in particular, very mediocre ones. The end is nigh as they have already been or started to be replaced by artificial intelligence. And uh, I can't say that uh, I care even one bit. Uh, for me, you know, ultimately, I think it's great. But sadly, uh, it doesn't help the fact that so many men are addicted to these um, fake women, to these fake parasocial relationships. I really do value my viewers, and I think you all smell great. You're very intelligent, and uh, people like you. I like you. But uh, I don't think there's a situation. By the way, leave the, leave a like on the video if you like me too. Yes, no, or maybe. But I do think there's a point where you know, people have to keep themselves at a healthy distance from their viewers as to not appear, you know, to have this like parasocial, um, you know, weirdness um, that we see most often, um, most often with women. Now, it isn't, it isn't always that case, right? There probably are men that have weird parasocial relationships with other men, their male viewers. But this I thought was pretty hilarious. Okay, so I wrote uh, e-girls on uh, 
in the living in the pillowed room. Model Emily Pellegrini amassed 137,000 followers in four months. Is a digital creation formed by neural networks as the quote average man's dream girl. She's a virtual Instagram hit, earns ten thousand dollars a month, or ten thousand dollars, and attracting billionaire suitors. That just shows you that, you know, you don't have to be smart to have a lot of money. Um, you know, Mark Cuban's a great example of that. Well, I'm gonna turn the music up. I can, I can look at this. I can tell you this is AI. Is it because, is it because we know, you know, like I'm wondering if it's because like we're all on the internet and we kind of know, but like, look at that pause. It's very clearly an animation. Like, and you can always tell the fingers look weird. There's no, she has no knuckles. 137,000 people. Like, okay, that looks more realistic. That looks a little more realistic. There's some weird, like, jerky motions, but okay, that looks a little better. That looks, okay, it's getting there. Some of them look, I mean, you can see the face is very, um, you know, I guess if you're not paying attention and you're just kind of cruising the web or whatever, there is also something that a lot of people don't talk about is that there probably are, and I've talked about this, my big concern for men uh, down the road, okay, is, you know, we already see all these various devices to, you know, you we're going to have AI um, hookup dolls for men in the next 12 to 18 months that are, are pretty dang close to the real thing. We've seen these like uh, the auto blow, all this kind of stuff going on in 10 years. You wonder if men will, there large sections of male population may just opt out completely for these AI people because I, I forget the movie. I feel like, I can't remember. Was it just called AI? There was one, obviously, Ex Machina, which is like this on, on the next level. But there was, I think there was another one where he falls in love with like his AI. And it was like really sad. And, uh, you know, this, I mean, there will not be, this will be the great thought apocalypse. You see, they had a good run, but like McDonald's cashiers, only a mediocre few will remain with the rest replaced by bots. I don't disagree. I mean, this, I mean, the industry now for us, for people that are online, um, oh, the movie I was thinking of was called Her. Yes, Her, which is, I honestly think, and I don't like, you know, I try to stay away from like getting blackpilled or whatever, you know? Um, I think that that reality for Gen Z is very real. I don't know what the generation after Z technically is, is Gen Alpha must be, um, I assume whatever the next generation after Gen Z, I bet you'll see large portions of them just in AI relationships, 
portions of, you know, popul you know, population will decline, you know, and, uh, people, you know, everything's automated. I look at my own house, right? Uh, I have two floors and they're both, uh, largely LVP. So very little carpet in the house. I have two robo rocks that vacuum and mop the floors every night. Uh, <laughs> that's like a big part of the cleaning already done by robots. Um, you know, and where are we going to be in five years? You know, I, I, there's going to be a collapse in birth rate. And there, I mean, also you look at young men right now are being infantilized until they're, you know, they stay boys forever, essentially. It's like the, um, it's like the, uh, the, they just never become men. And then when they go out and meet women, women are like, oh my God, you're like an immature little baby. You have like, you spend $5,000 a year on Funko Pops. I want to have children. And they, they end up single because we get brought up to consume. All the bazinga dorks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they, they'll have good jobs. They'll have good paying jobs. They, they, but they'll just have sex bots. That's what's going to happen. Instagram's hottest modeling family, how an AI model tricked a German soccer player into asking for her number as she and her sister make $90,000 on an, uh, an OnlyFans-like platform in just a few weeks. AI. So people who are down bad. Good Lord. Okay. Maybe I'm not against AI. Um... Again, here, you have Emily and Fiona Pellegrini have amassed 220,000 followers in a matter of weeks. Sharing photographs, spicy photograph. The sister found fans, famous footballers, MMA fighters, and even billionaires, some of which slide into their DMs to get to know them better. Emily has taken her own spicy photos to another platform, FanView, a competitor of OF, where she allegedly earned 90,000 pounds in six weeks for AI images. Look at me, man. Look at me, man. These girls are obviously proportionally, I mean, gadzooks, okay? But you're never going to feel those sweet walls of theirs. You're never going to embrace them. You're never going to um, get to know them at all on any level. You're never going to share a bed with them. You're never going to be able to Dutch oven them. Um, like, it's so sad and so predatory um, that I feel so bad for men. I really do. I, I, I think like... Oh, it's so depressing. Like, I want to make fun of it, but like, it's so depressing. And, and, and like, men are so, men want relationships so bad and they want connections so bad that they overlook that, you know, um, you know, that these are clearly fake women. And, you know, also, I don't, I don't want to be lewd here. Okay. I don't want to be lewd here, but um, I'm going to be a little bit. Uh, oh, God, how do I say this? 
Um, it's all great. Uh, I would say if, if, uh, if you think that hooking up with a 10 is any different than hooking up with an eight or a seven or a six, you're probably not doing it right. Looks, uh, you know, I will say some of the worst lays on the planet are, are, are girls who are very pretty. Um, I'll say that. And, um, you know, <laughs> I just, I don't like this obsession with like perfect beauty. These are some of the worst, they're the worst lays. Like think of a, a starfish. That's how these women screw. Okay. Most of the time. All right. And fellas, you know, I'm right. All right. So I think that like, you know, just get out there and experience a little bit of those sweet walls. And, and, and maybe you'll understand that like, uh, you know, <laughs> you don't need to be pining about people's looks. You want somebody who, you know, actually connect with. You see this, you know, it was very different. Here, contacts her via Instagram, direct messages. They're really famous people like soccer players, billionaire, MMA fighters, tennis players. They think she's real. They invite her to Dubai to meet and eat great restaurants. Why are these, you know why they invite you to Dubai is because you get some weird oil mavens who, uh, good Lord, I, I can't show you these pictures, but like, God, God, Zooks. They're all, you know, they're all like these weirdos in Dubai who want to, you know, who want to pay you to pee on you. Look at this article. How is it possible that such a beautiful lady doesn't have a boyfriend? I don't know. Hi, hi. What you've got WhatsApp. I actually use Instagram and FanView. How can we stay in contact? Like these are fake women. Like bros, stop trying to meet women on Instagram. Stop trying to meet women on the internet. Get out and get into, find a hobby. Meet a real woman in real life. I'm seriously worried about, about men and their future. But I do think it's hilarious that uh, all these uh, e-whores are getting replaced by AI. Who'd have thunk it? Jeremy, there's a pick two pyramid that explains the whole thing about women, LOL. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I think a lot of these guys, if they would experience actual vaginal sex in their life, they would realize that like it's pretty great and they should have more of it <laughs> and then spend less time on the internet. <laughs> You're offended by I I have and that is baloney. Wait. No, no. The sex trade in Dubai, it's a hundred percent real. Those oil guys fly those Instagram models out. There's whole articles about them. They'll like shit and piss on them for like 100K a week. And they don't care. And these women don't care. That's like a real thing. All these Instagram models, they don't talk about it publicly, but a lot of them do it. I don't believe you. My e-girl is different. Well, maybe your e-girl is different. By the way, if you uh, are tuned into the show today for the first time, I'm glad you're here. 
If you're a longtime viewer, I'm glad you're here. Um, all that I ever ask is that you click that green follow button down below. And um, and uh, we, we go live every day at 1 o'clock Eastern. We're not done yet. We've got more stories to talk about. But I'm glad you're here. We talk about daily news, of course, but we also talk about, um, you know, pop culture and, you know, and other kind of craziness stuff that's going on and try to keep it, try to keep it light for what, for what it's worth. Show's growing now. We're pretty consistently over 5,000 every day. And uh, my goal is by the summer to be at 10,000. Oh, the pick two pyramid pyramid. Okay. I get you. Okay. I get you. So you either have intelligent, good looking, or emotionally stable, and then you pick two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is funny. I'll take, I'll take, uh, man, I'll like him crazy. So I'll take good looking and intelligent. I don't care. <laughs> Keeps life interesting. All right. A couple more stories for you. Should we get to the cute girl? Something I'll never get. Okay. So there's a video going around of this. Um, I, I guess she's extremely popular uh, YouTuber and TikToker that's um, making Gen Z extremely upset um, because she makes fun of them for not being able to cook. And I think her points are extremely valid. And, and also applies to not just women, but men. Now, seemingly there's a lot of women that are taking, uh, offense to this, but it's, it's all very true. So this is, um, I guess, Megan DeAngelis. I'm not really sure who she is, but she's very, it seems like she's extremely, that, that isn't a dig. Somebody with 700,000 TikTok followers and, uh, I think she's also on, I think she's also on YouTube. She looks like a cute girl. YouTube. Oh, she, she sings apparently. Okay. So, um, she puts out this video that is just, it's very basic stuff, but the molding from Gen Z and, and women in the comments is hilarious. Something I'll never get. I'll literally never get is when people are like, I can't cook. Like, what does that mean? Literally, what do you mean by that? Like, what does someone mean when they say that? If someone walked up to me and was like, make a chicken casserole, I couldn't just make a chicken casserole. But if they gave me a recipe, I could make a chicken casserole. Like, is it not just following a set of really fucking basic directions? Like yes. Yes. It is. The, when somebody says, I can't cook... I think that that means you don't want to cook or that you don't need to cook. One thing that we know about Gen Z and millennials is that they spend an inordinate amount of their money going out for dinners and ordering DoorDash. One thing I talk about, and I want to carry to my viewers too, I talk about this with you know, my friends and family too. 
I too was addicted to DoorDash and Uber Eats. I get it. It's nice. Oh, I just don't have to cook. I don't, I don't have any dishes, throw stuff away. Well, the fact of the matter is it's extremely difficult to eat healthy in that manner. But the bigger fact of the matter is that uh, you're pissing away thousands of dollars a year on delivery fees, tips, and overexpensive food. They are, they've convinced like Gen Z, look at the, this Stanley cup thing. It's an insulated cup. And these women are paying 40 or $50 each for them. When you could buy a generic one from like REI or whatever, well, REI is not cheap, but you can find the same thing for 10 bucks. Stanley cups have been around for a hundred years. Suddenly now they fooled everyone using TikTok into paying $75 for them. It's like, I don't get it. Like, do not just read it follow basic directions and do it like you might yes that's all it takes they look at this they what happened to you know gen alpha and gen z is that we got used to instant even millennials instant gratification right beep boop boop beep, put on my app i walk away the food's just at my door right i get used to watching one minute videos on tiktok i get used to watching uh uh you know 60 second reels on, on Instagram or YouTube shorts. And you get that dopamine hit dopamine, 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 every little bit. And like, they don't want to do the work. It's just being lazy. I'm no chef, but I can cook a steak. I could cook brats. I could cook burgers. And if you said, Hey, Jeremy, you know, look, my wife's a vegetarian. She's been a vegetarian since she was nine years old. And if, and if you told me, Hey, or, you know, she told me, Hey, we can uh, we can have some special time uh, if you make me, I don't know, some veg vegetarian curry or something like that. Pretty sure I would spend the next 15 minutes on YouTube and I'd probably get pretty damn close. Close enough to seal the deal, if you know what I'm saying. Like it's, yeah, not everyone's a Michelin star chef, but the fact of the matter is like, it's very simple. Humans have always cooked food. Like since the beginning of time, there was no McDonald's. All right. It's in our, it's in our DNA. Like, and the, and the other thing about cooking is that, uh, you feel like accomplished. You cook something like, and you get it right. And it tastes good. You're like, dang. Mess up a few steps or something. But if you're like past the second grade level, can you not just follow it? Like, it's not going to be perfect, but you're going to make something. Like, even if I'd never made anything in my life, I'd be confident that I could cook. If someone's like, can you cook? Like, like, what do you mean you can't cook? Like, do you, are you too young to use the oven? Like, I just don't get it. Maybe you don't have an oven. Fair. Maybe you, maybe you don't want to cook. I'll if you don't have an oven, you can still cook. Cook over a fire. You can cook using a microwave. You can cook using a toaster oven. You can cook using um, solar power. You can cook via, you know, all sorts of ways. If you don't want to cook, that is what people say. That's what people are saying when they say, I can't cook. It's that I don't want to cook. And, and that's fine, but just don't be lazy. Also fair, but it doesn't mean you can't cook. Like you can pay someone to cook, you can buy your meals, you can eat ramen, like whatever floats your boat, whatever you need to do financially. But like to say like you can't cook, I just don't get it. And if you look at the comments, like people, you know, knowing how to cook is not equal to knowing how to follow a recipe. 
I can't cook. It's 122,000 likes on this one. I can't cook equals I don't want to cook. Very true. Very true. It means nothing I make tastes good. I can't cook basically just means I can't be bothered to cook. Yeah. Yeah. It means that when I try to follow the directions, it still turns out bad. I mean, there's a lot of people I've always interpreted to I can't cook to I can't read. I can cook, but it won't be good. I mean, yeah, okay. Like, it means I will set the stove on fire if I try to make a box of mac and cheese. And she replies, I'm trying not to judge. I really am. It's not as simple as you think. Inexperienced cooks tend to overthink or misunderstand because the terms are not familiar. A cup? Do you not know what a cup or a tablespoon are? By the way, you can look up all these terms all you want. I feel so strongly about this topic. Like when I say I can't cook, I mean, I can't cook without a recipe. I feel like that's obvious and implied. No, it isn't. I hear people say that all the time. I can't cook. Oh, macaroni and cheese, put noodles in water, boil water or boil water, add a little pinch of salt, then add the noodles, then add the packet of cheese, a little bit of milk, a little bit of butter done. You don't even have to do the correct amounts. Just guess. And, and get it right the second time. People are afraid of making a meatloaf. People are afraid. These are the kids that grew up their whole life. Their mommies and daddies cut up their steak until they were 25. And then all they did was go out and eat out every meal. It means they are discouraged after messing up a lot. Some need more practice to develop the fundamental skills, but they give up. Are you really like, are people this soft? Like, are you I mean, the comment section are full of people like triggered by this. Being able to cook means you don't need a recipe. That's not true. Nobody means that. What do you mean you can't crochet? It's literally just follow the instructions. Like maybe you'll mess up a few steps, but you can, you can do crochet. And she says, you don't need to eat three blankets a day to stay alive. And to be honest with you, you probably could make the same, same argument about crochet. It's an extremely simple skill. Like people getting so triggered about this is like the most hilarious stuff. Some people, you know, there are some base people. It means they can't follow instructions. I mean, like, you know, I mean, we mean every single time we tried to follow a recipe word for word, it somehow ended up tasting terrible, even though we did it correctly. Then try it again. Like, I, I just, I think that like, uh, there's a lot of people in these comments that are having complete meltdowns about this. Even with recipes, we don't know the basic rules of preheating. We, so they're talking about themselves, like preheating and keeping up with time and how to damage control if things go wrong. What? How are these people adults? It's like, oh, I made watery mac and cheese and I read and followed the instructions. No, you didn't. You absolutely didn't because anybody who's ever made mac and cheese knows exactly how to do it. And by the way, if you made it too watery, add some more noodles. Add a little more noodles, add a little more cheese. Problem solved. Now you have more macaroni. I mean, it, it's like you don't, 
It's not rocket science. I mean, the, the amount of people that just cannot, and if you look, if you look at the reality of it, here's the truth. Culinary confessions, cooking habits of Gen Z and millennials. This is from August of 2023. When asked to rate their confidence in the kitchen, only 33% of Gen Z consider themselves skilled cooks compared to 47% of millennials. Both pathetic numbers, by the way. Gen Z gives themselves a 3 out of 5, while millennials put their skills at a 3.4 out of 5. A 3 out of 5 versus a 3.4 out of 5. But here's the funny part. Nearly half of all millennials, 50%, consider themselves to be foodies. You're a foodie, but you can't make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? The reason... They consider themselves foodies is because they spend an inordinate amount of their money eating out and taking pictures of it and putting on Instagram. That doesn't make you a foodie. And if you look at this, cooking versus dining out. How often do Gen Z and millennials order from a restaurant and cook at home each week? Two, so two days a week, both groups are ordering out. I'd say that's on the high side. I'd say that's on the high side, but you know, five days a week, you know, eating at home. The younger group is more likely to ignore, ignore directions. Only 60% of Gen Z bother with following recipes. Well, how can you be mad? How can you be mad that it didn't turn out if you didn't follow the instructions? I get that there's a little bit of this and that in like actually getting a dish correct, but it's like you don't even try and you're whining about not being good. You don't need a fancy set of pot and pans. You don't need, you know, a cast iron pan. You don't need, I mean, honestly, you could cook everything you'll ever need on a, on a grill. These people are spending hundreds of dollars a week eating out when they could very easily, just 41% of Gen Z even own a grill. 41%. I mean, well, of course you can't cook. You've never had to. Clown shows. Shout out to this girl. I, even though you're some famous TikToker already, shout out to Meg DeAngelis. <laughs> I don't know. She's some sort of TikToker, I guess. Some sort of TikToker. An air fryer and a grill is all anyone needs to survive. That's a fact. Where is this now? What happened to that clip? Where's the clip? Where's the clip? Where's the clip? There's the clip. I got the clip. All right.
Yeah, Soul Cooker makes everything easy too. So by the way, if you're tuned in now, remember we start two hours before this. So if you got here late, come on in earlier tomorrow. I've got another chat. We've got all sorts of news probably tomorrow, especially if uh, Aaron Rodgers says anything more about Jimmy Kimmel on Pat McAfee. Should be pretty hilarious. Now, I noticed an older video circulating around Twitter, which is exactly what happens these days, given the way the monetization uh, is set up on Twitter. There's absolutely no incentive whatsoever to provide context with video clips when you're trying to get people to uh, you know, react to them. But hey, I'm not going to hate the player. I just hate the game. But there is, uh, you know, I think, a really interesting interaction between Jerry Seinfeld and a BuzzFeed interviewer that you may not have seen. But on top of that, there's a new woke mob going after Jerry Seinfeld, a Jewish person. And you can probably guess why that might be. Now, I'm not going into any more conflict talk, okay? I'm just glad you're here to tune in. But let's talk about uh, this clip, which is sparking more outrage on the left. Wait, sad about Sticks and his wife? What happened to that? Sticks and his wife got divorced? Come on. I guess, well, he moved back to America, but I guess it's none of my business. I don't know. That's what someone in chat said. None of my business. So here's the clip where they're talking about essentially Jerry Seinfeld's show that uh, was comedians in cars getting coffee. Talk to. I have noticed that most of the guests are mostly white males of 22 episodes. Yeah, that you've let's had. get into that. No, I, <laughs> but but you immediately, immediately. This guy is yet another one of those programmed, uh, you know, programmed NPCs like that, you know, because it's mostly white, it must be bad. Now, this guy probably wouldn't say that about the NBA or the NFL being mostly black, but I digress. Ah. No, I, <laughs> but, but you, you take a look over here, Peter. What do you see? A lot of... Exactly. Exactly. Look at the demographics of the population. They're white people. I don't doubt that Jerry Seinfeld has black fans. I'm sure he does. But I'm sure the majority of them are white. And these are the people that would pay to see Jerry Seinfeld. These are people that watch his show. These are people he's friends with. There are a lot of very popular black comedians, okay? And I'm sure Jerry's had some of them on the show. What's going on here? But, but I, oh, this really pisses me off. But go well, ahead. No, no, I, I, really pisses me off. People I love this. Now, again, I'm not sure exactly when this was filmed, but it was going uh, back around. And then, you know, there's obviously the new stuff. 
People think it's it's the census or something. I mean, this has got. To, <laughs> He's to trying to laugh. The the actual pie chart of, of of America. Who cares? It's exactly. Who cares? He says. Who cares? Isn't that great? He says, what are we trying to do? You know, display the exact pie chart of America and everything we do. Who cares? It's just funny. You know, funny is the, is the is the world that I live in. You're funny. I'm interested. You're not funny. I'm not interested. Okay. And, and I have no interest in gender or race or anything like that. But everyone else is kind of with their little calculating. Is this the exact right mix? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's, uh, to me, it's anti-comedy. Didn't you say that you originally conceived of this? <laughs> this soy-infused guy immediately, immediately changed the topic. And that's, and that's how these people are supposed to be dealt with. When you have like these weirdos who are, are counting how many black people or this out of the other thing, like, uh, you know, uh, some of the guests he's had were Barack Obama, Kevin Hart for certainly on that show. I'm sure he had plenty of women. And look, let's just be honest. Men are funnier than women. I'm sorry. 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 Did I do, did I do an ism? On the whole, Preparation H says that there are more male comedians than females. It's, it, there's something to the, the biological need to impress people that, that kind of creates male comedians. Women, there are great female comedians out there. There are funny women. I think Tina Fey is very funny. Um, you know, I think that there have been Carol Burnett, very funny. It's not like women are, um, it's not like there are no funny women. I think obviously, um, why can't I think of her name? The woman that played Elaine Bennis is funny. Um, but when you look up in stand up comedy, all you need to do is look at what your middle school classroom was like or high school classroom where boys were constantly competing for everyone's attention and for, to make people laugh and to, you know, find that's why you end up with more men in comedy. It's pretty simple. There's a lot of, you know, testosterone and taking risks and, you know, Oh, by the way, I forgot one of the funniest women of all time, Roseanne Barr. Okay. You know, like it's not like there aren't funny women. It's just that there are more funny men. And that doesn't necessarily mean that there's a problem. Uh, and you know, I, I think that, uh, you had this person, just getting absolutely BTFO'd. And you see, like, he blasts critics of web shows, lack of diversity. Funny man Jerry Senville isn't laughing over mounting criticisms of his show not being diverse enough. He thinks it's a bunch of PC nonsense. Um, he has faced, he has for years faced similar questions about the lack of diversity on a Smash TV hit show that f shot him to stardom. What? You're talking about Seinfeld needing more diversity? Well, it seemed pretty funny to me. Seem pretty funny to me. You see, this really pisses me off, but go ahead. Really pisses me off. The aggressive move worked. The slime ball backed down. The inter interview immediately pivoted to a more pleasant topic, asking about a recent episode of 30 Rock creator Tina Fey. Seinfeld talked about the appearance and then took it upon himself to revisit the racial diversity issue. 
People think it's the census or something. I mean, this has got to represent the actual pie chart of America. Who cares? Funny is the world that I live in. If you're funny, I'm interested. If you're not funny, I'm not interested. And I have no interest in gender or race or anything like that. Um, he and his pal Jason Alexander did a mini Seinfeld reunion at the halftime of Super Bowl uh, th that year to hype coffee. I mean, I mean, then you have this article from uh, late December. Woke mob goes after Jerry Seinfeld. The comedian is complicit in genocide because he's Jewish. I mean, I, I think that like you have all these weirdos out there. You see, comedian Jerry Seinfeld's politically correct culture is ruining sitcoms. He's always been on the right side of this issue. And now the um, actresses of Julia Louis uh, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Um, but uh, yeah, a fun fact about her: she was always rich her entire life, from what I what I think, what I what I heard. Um, but I could be wrong about that. Um, you look at sitcoms, modern sitcoms, Now, maybe there's some level of member berries here, but in my era, I mean, I feel like I lived through the golden era of sitcoms, friends, King of Queens, uh, Seinfeld, even Parks and Rec, which was a little more PC, but not that crazy. I mean, you had a lot of great sitcoms in my era. I couldn't name one that's on now. You know, right now, the only thing that's really funny, uh, you know, is is stuff that is old. I mean, I bet you I could put in Hanging with Mr. Cooper, and that's probably still funny. Cheers is probably still funny. Um, and Cheers is a little bit older, too. But, you know, I think that these are like, this. Uh, these are great shows. I think King of Queens is wildly underrated. Not only did it have an incredible run, um, it was diverse because they had Deacon. They had, um, you know, Arthur Spooner is one of the all-time favorite characters, our all-time, all-time great characters. Um, Kevin James and, of course, my childhood crush also on that show. And um, it was just good and funny and even wrapped up, by the way, in the end. It's kind of a weird finale, but at least they wrapped it up. Far better than Seinfeld did, I suppose. Everybody loves Raymond is another one, right? Oh no, gender stereotypes. We got to stay away from that. There's a reason that I could put, you know, everybody loves Raymond on anytime I want, and it's, it's going to be a funny episode, or King of Queens, or Friends, or um, you know, any of the shows I mentioned. And now, there's is there even a sitcom on in 2024, 2023? 2022 is there a long-running sitcom anywhere last man standing i suppose was one which fox canceled and then got picked up by someone else i mean it was it was wild you see seinfeld wrote when we did my show in the 90s it was so easy to make fun of things it was so easy you just knew what to do seinfeld continued you knew the angle and you're going to take and you knew it was going to be fresh and it was going to be funny seinfeld one of those popular comedies in the 1990s, poked fun at nearly everything people find offensive now. Politics, religion, race, gender, romance, homosexuality, and other topics. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know exactly where their head is at. Seinfeld said of older sitcoms, we don't know where anyone's head is at now in terms of 300 million people. Where's their head at? 
I've no, you know, it's not the first time Seinfeld called out PC culture. Despite his complaints, Seinfeld is still one of the most popular comedians. Forbes ranked him as the number two highest paid comedian back in 2019. Kevin Hart, who was recently injured, is number one. And look at this. Jim Gaffigan was number three. Shout out second Jim Gaffigan reference of the day. Jim Gaffigan certainly has fallen a long way uh, from grace, to say the least. So, you know, shout out Seinfeld for keeping it real. You can always put these old shows on um, and enjoy them without, you know, PC nonsense. And it's just, there's a reason for that. And that, you know, I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, make sure you have a like on it. And if you're watching live, make sure you follow down below because I'm live on Rumble every single day at one o'clock Eastern, Monday through Friday. I would absolutely love to see you on my ever-growing live show. By the way, if you are here now, um, that will wrap up the show. If you're one of the 5,800 people who are here, there's a green button down below here that says follow. If you haven't yet, please do follow me so you get notifications when I go live. Pac-Man says, any word on Lee getting Leah Remini on the show? No, they never replied. Um, also, no white guilt clip says, all entertainment now is anti-white psychological warfare, pretty much. If you want to support the channel at least twice a week, we're going to do some uh, locals-only content. I try to get... Uh, I try to get at least five new locals members a day. You can join my locals by clicking the button that says the basement. It's $5 a month or two months free. If you book for the year, I would absolutely love to earn your support on my locals. Um, if you're in a position to cool, if you're not, I just love that you're here every day, but if you are in a position to please do consider joining the basement, we'll have not only a members only live stream this week, we all hang out afterwards, probably Wednesday and Thursday. That's my plan. Um, but I'll try to do some dedicated content for there as well. So I hope you enjoyed this show and we'll see you tomorrow again at one Eastern.